Welcome to Unity of Tucson. Linda Ackerman! Yes, yes, yes. Well, we, uh, we are nothing if not a variety show. <laughs> From Chopin to Andy Grammer, it's awesome. It's awesome. Thank you for sharing your talent and your magnificence with our community, Linda. And, and Joshua and Raphael, thank you so much. I love that song. There is, so the lyric that it keeps coming back to is, I think I finally found my hallelujah. I've been waiting for this moment all my life. Now all my dreams are coming true, yeah. I've been waiting for this moment. I've been waiting for this moment. So I call today's, uh, the message today, I titled today's message, Finding Our Hallelujah. Finding our hallelujah. What does that mean? What does that mean? What is it in your, what is it in your life? This is, this is where I want to start with this idea today. What is it in your life that has kept the innate light that is you perhaps shaded at bay underneath a bushel? Ever hear about that? What has kept you from finding and expressing your Hallelujah. What is hallelujah? Does anyone know what hallelujah means? Anyone? Anyone at all? No, there's nobody willing to consider the answer. Yes, indeed. It means praise God. God be praised. That's what hallelujah means, right? Finding your hallelujah, for me, is finding that space within ourselves to praise the innate self, the innate energy, the innate creator that is who and what we are. It is our core identity. It is allowing ourselves to magnificently shine our light. That's what it means to me to find our hallelujah and not just find it, but spread it all over the world. Shining your light in one way, I believe, means accepting yourself as a creator. Accepting yourself as a creator. If the great way shower Jesus had anything to say, well, he had a lot to say, but one of the things he said is, accept yourself as a creator. You are that which is. The Father and I are one, he said, and he was not talking just about himself. He was talking about an innate truth for all humanity, that God and man are one. God is man as man, having an experience that is divine, that we call limited, that we call human, but it is divine, all of it, all of it. So accepting ourselves as creator, do you have the capacity within you? Are you hiding in some way your innate creative spirit? Just checking in. I used to say a lot of the time, you know, I used to have to say and give the caveat, these are rhetorical questions. And let's just assume that all my questions are rhetorical. They're for self-reflection, all of them, unless I specifically ask you to give me a response. <laughs> I see it, I need out there going, oh, I wanna be able to respond. It, it'll happen. <laughs> so what does it mean to be a creator? What does it mean to be a creator? Well, I have a, an idea that I have carried with me throughout my entire life that um, 
creativity is aligned with artistry. How many of us feel like that is a primary idea? Creativity is aligned with artistry, right? Oh, and so some people say, well, I don't really consider myself an artist, so I must not be creative. And I'm here to say, let's dispel that idea. Let us let that idea go. Because each and every one of us is an artist. If you are a creator in any way, and you are a creator in every way because you are creating your entire experience of life, then I believe that you are an artist and the entire world is your canvas. The life you live is a work of art. And art means something to the one who creates it. Art means something to the ones who enjoy it. And these meanings don't always necessarily need to match. The entire life you live is the life of an artist because you are constantly creating your life. 100% of the time. We hold back that creative nature within ourselves sometimes and we sometimes fall into this idea that we have to live within our own mind. On the, uh, on the email on Friday, one of the things that goes into the email, if you, if you scroll to the bottom of the email, I know not everybody does, but if you scroll to the bottom of the email, there's almost always some relevant quote that we put in there. And Freddie, our administrator, came and asked me this week, what quote should I put into the email this week? And I'm grateful that he asks me. And, I, and, and the first thing that came up to me was this quote. A vision's just a vision if it's only in your head. If no one gets to see it, it's as good as dead. If no one is seeing you live your authentic life, then what's the point? Are you willing to live your life out loud? Are you willing to step forward and say, my entire life is my art and I am going to live it magnificently in every single moment? I'm just going to encourage you to find that within yourself, to do that very thing. What you do, work at it with all your heart. What you do, work at it with all your heart, Colossians says, Colossians 3.23. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. Live your life with your heart out there. That can be a scary thing. Right? This you can't answer. You can say yes. That can be a scary thing. Because we have this tendency to want to put up walls, right? To protect ourselves, to protect our hearts. What if we all absolutely decided globally to give up this notion that there's anything to be protected from? What might we find? I think we might find that there's nothing we need protection from. Because if we are all, each and every one of us, living with our heart out and recognizing that that is the way each and every one of us is living life, then I think we are deepening into the understanding of the one being our identity, each and every one of us, that God is that which is, and there is absolutely no separation. Remembering who we are is the way we heal the world. I think the other thing that comes up is that sometimes we feel like we have to please other people. You ever feel like that? You can nod if you 
I've, I, ha- I have certainly suffered from that affliction, the, 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 the need to please other people. I'll tell you what, a lot of ministers actually suffer from that aff- affliction very deeply because we want to be liked and we want to say the right things and we want to be inspiring. And you know what? No one minister is going to say all the right things that resonate with all the people. It just won't ever happen. And so what we find is we find that we attract into our experience those who are in alignment with what it is that we have to offer from an inspirational standpoint. Well, this is true for each and every one of us. We are consistently in the place of of unfolding that magnificent artist within, and we will attract into our sphere those who resonate with that. Whom do you have to please ultimately? Only the inner creative spirit that is God, that is you, you. This does require that we let go of any limitation to be able to truly do this. We have to let go of what Gene Houston calls the venom of the impossible. I've talked about the nature of impossibility in past messages. We need to let that go. We need to let go of the idea that anything is impossible and dive in to action. Dive into action to truly create our lives. There's a Broadway producer, director, who, well, I mean, there was, I should, he has is, he, he is made his transition some time ago. He transitioned at the age of 107, by the way, uh, back in 1995, and a gentleman by the name of George Abbott. Anyone know who George Abbott is or was? Yes, George Abbott, there's, a, there's one of those folk tales that's, that goes around in the theater community that he was preparing a show and he was sitting at the back of the, uh, at the back of the audience, what we call the house in theater. He was sitting at the back of the house. So imagine back there where Laura is, he was sitting back there and the choreographer for the show he was directing was up on the stage pacing back and forth, pacing back and forth. And I guess, you know, having that idea that there was some kind of block in there, right? And you could hear George Abbott, he yelled out from the back of the house, just create something so we can change it. That's a great lesson. It's a great lesson to say, you know what? It doesn't have to be perfect the first time because we have the capacity to change. Just create something. Activate that artist within you to create the construct of your life. As you engage and let that fly forth, you're going to find the ways in which it requires change, and that's okay. That's okay. Nothing needs to be permanent. Nothing needs to be permanent. In fact, nothing is permanent. Nothing needs to be perfect. And yet it's all perfect. It's all perfect. Whether we call it good, whether we call it bad, whether we're indifferent about it, it is all perfect because God can never create anything that is not perfect. What is perfect? It's a misleading limitation in mind. It's some idea that we have adopted for ourselves that something is not valuable. Creativity is always perfect. 
I love to say that I see the perfection in the scene. I see the perfection in what seems to be imperfection. Can we all approach life from that point of view? That's a way to find our hallelujah, to see the inherent perfection in what we might deem as imperfection. There is nothing that cannot be changed. Healing is an art. You know, I talk about the healing candle. Healing being the revelation of the God essence at the core of creation. Healing is an art. There's a man that I know who had the experience of the big C word, cancer some time ago. He went through the experience of cancer and, you know, had radiation and chemotherapy and all the things that allopathic medicine does, right? This is a man who's very spiritual, by the way. Um, Deep, deep into spiritual practice, deeply uh, aligned with new thought principles, deep in understanding that the mind is the healing factor of our experience and at the same time decided that what was being revealed to him in his experience at that time was to move in the route of engaging with allopathic medicine. Nothing wrong with that. He moved through that time. At the end of that, and I put end of it in quotes because, you know, we can always identify ourselves in some manner that uh, means certain aspects of our lives never end. In fact, on some level, he might still be identifying himself as the one who had cancer. Well, it's come up recently for this particular individual. He started feeling the same symptoms that he felt back at the onset. And so he went to his doctor. Now, he had been cancer-free for, what is the, they say five years, and then you're considered cured, right? So this is well, he's, he's well beyond that. It's more than 10 years now. He started feeling the same t- symptoms, and he started to, in his mind, go, uh-oh, something's going on here. And so he went to have it checked out. In the time that it took him to get from his house, make the appointment, and go in for a scan, he got his mental state in order. And of course, what did the scan reveal? Nothing. Totally fine. Cancer-free. He and I had a discussion around this, and it was an interesting moment because I said to him, you know, it's very possible that when you were feeling the symptoms in that nanosecond, you had cancer. And it's the work that you did as an artist of healing that immediately took care of it. We all have that capacity, each and every one of us, because we are experiencing life nanosecond by nanosecond by nanosecond. And in any given nanosecond, The makeup of the entire universe is being expressed in a particular way. But that doesn't mean that a nanosecond from now that it can't all change. 
And our work in mind is the work we do to change the makeup and the fabric of the entire universe. Paul Levy, a deep thinker who wrote a book called The Quantum Revelation, wrote this. Just as we shouldn't identify electrons with their momentary role, we shouldn't identify or concretize ourselves or each other in whatever particular role we tend to be playing at any given moment. In the moment that my friend was feeling the symptoms Perhaps he was identifying himself as the one who had had cancer and therefore was susceptible to the experience of cancer now. But the moment he said, I do not need to identify myself in that role, everything shifted. That is the power of the mind. Nothing lasts more than a nanosecond unless we decide to maintain the status quo. What I know about artists, they do not maintain the status quo. They are deeply engaged in seeing the world and experiencing the world in different ways. The fundamental core of our teaching is healing. The fundamental core of this teaching is healing. Myrtle Fillmore said, I am a child of God, therefore I do not inherit sickness. Every new thought path, religious science, divine science, unity, the core of every founder is rooted in some experience of healing. So as artists, this world being the construct of our artistic nature, the inherent artistic nature within, we have the capacity to heal ourselves and heal our communities, heal the world. It all begins right here, right here in this moment. We've been experiencing a virus, but that's not the only place in this world that requires healing. I think that what I see happening right now in the Middle East requires healing. I see what happens on the streets of major cities of this country requiring healing. I see discord. I see disharmony. I see challenge. I know the work that I do as an artist in this healing profession and what we can each and every one of us do as artists in this healing profession is to get our minds aligned, to be the most magnificent expression of divine presence that we can be. Shine that forth. That's how we find our hallelujah. How do we find our hallelujah? If hallelujah means praise be to God, then perhaps we should start reframing that and saying that it means 
Praise be to the I am that I am. Praise be to the I am that I am. And in that frame of mind, creation is instantaneous. Healing is instantaneous. Forward movement and evolution is instantaneous, for it can do nothing other than that. Our innate sense is I am that I am. Let us praise that. Let us understand that. Let us take that to heart more deeply than ever before today. Finding your hallelujah is discovering that place within you that is worthy of praise. And everything within, everything, every aspect of your beingness within is worthy of praise. Whether you call it good, bad, or indifferent, it is all creation. And so let us praise the creative nature at the core of each and every one of us. It is all the art of your life. At any moment, at any moment, you can paint over the creation on your canvas if it does not meet your desired expression and create something new. You can always reset. You can always renew. You can always recreate. It all happens in a nanosecond. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. Peace and blessings to you. You are magnificent. You ready for the homework? Is everyone awake <laughs> to hear what the homework is? This week, I want you to physically create a piece of art. Seriously. Physically create a piece of art. You can paint, you can sing, you can write. You, I just want you to do something that is deeply creative. That is deeply creative. Here's the thing to know about. The, 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 the end result is less important than the realization that our whole experience of life is our masterpiece. Our whole experience of life is our masterpiece. It doesn't matter whether you call whatever it is you create this week good or bad. It doesn't matter, here's the thing, it doesn't matter if anybody ever sees it, although I will give warning to whomever is the keeper of the flames next week, I am gonna be talking to you about what it is you created. And I'm, maybe if you're willing, you would be open to showing whatever it is you created. Just step out this week and be an artist. That's the homework. I'm gonna invite you to relax right where you are. Allow yourself to settle into whatever kernel of information has touched your heart today. Simply relax as we acknowledge the magnificence of this divine presence in this experience. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz. And I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.